Mm. And up, we're, we're back. What's up? Man, I ain't got no pants on. That's been your dream for this podcast for like the last six weeks, at least. Yes. <laughs> so you Literally finally achieved it. Just wearing this Hall of Fame jersey. Lions jersey and no pants. No pants. It's not even your birthday or a celebration or anything, huh? No, but it's almost yours, right? My birthday? No. Not until really? October. Oh, yours oh, is in I October. Guess, yours is in October. Good right? God, I guess we're getting close. Yeah. Yours wow. is in October. Two months away. Damn near. Oh it's, it's August. Oh, that's depressing. I'm getting older as we speak. Here you go, man. 21. All good. 21, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's call it 21. Although I definitely don't bounce back from drinking like I was 21 anymore. That's a long gone memory. Man. Oh, I miss those days. What would you do for a healthy young liver? Lots and lots of terrible fucking things that we don't have to discuss right now, but I would love that. <laughs> of all superpowers that you could achieve, I think regrowing a liver would be top five for me. <laughs> God. I'm mad at that. I'm mad. I mean, you only I get can, one. You only get one. You only get one. So if I can kind of go back in time a little bit and just kind of regrow the strength of my liver, I don't know. I, I feel like that'd be pretty cool, especially because of all the things that the liver actually does. Other than, you know, the drinking part and the filtering and cleansing part, like it's pretty important. So yeah, that, it's yeah. It's one of your vital organs. Right. Let's just say like regenerating body parts. That's a nice general superpower. Yes, I, I agree with that. But I mean, man, I definitely put my liver to the test this past weekend. So yeah. That was a, a big reminder that I am not twenty one anymore because we had the camping trip and Good God, I definitely finished one and a half bottles of whiskey, and I think we had to hydrate so many different points of the weekend just to keep going because, oh my God. So shout out to Liquid IV. That's what it's called. And man. Liquid IV, yes. <laughs> that shit does wonders. That is a, a magic. Pedialyte in a little packet. Right. Just right in the water bottle. Man, we had yep. a 10-pack of that shit. Ran through all of it. So it's <laughs> damn. They damn near saved my life in that box. So thank you, Liquid IV. That's ooh, that's the move now, man. <laughs> damn. That's how you party when you're turning 38. You got you got your booze and everything, but you got the Liquid IV and you got the <laughs> bottle of the aspirin or the ibuprofen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Y you have to have those two things, and then usually some kind of like Pepto or like Tums or something. You know, you gotta. It's like packing for a baby except you're packing for your drinking that's Damn, no shame that's in it. a great way to put it oh yeah it's practically a diaper bag that i, that I put together for just for the drinking part of the weekend so yeah just for the drinking part alone because it's almost it. like you're taking care of a someone else a baby you're taking care of literally a baby oh when i'm hungover i am absolutely yeah. like a newborn it's facts i don't want to move i don't want to get out of bed and shit um, is firing out of both ends so yeah, yeah. stop it is like a newborn, yes. I never thought of that. But yes, it's completely right. Nonstop. Wow, wow. But it was a good time, as it always is. Again, we do that annual trip with the in-laws, like 20 deep. Great place to go up in Baraboo, Wisconsin, close to the Dells. And just great time. A little rain, but nothing too bad. A lot of campfires, a lot of music, a lot of cooking. Man, one with nature. That was, like you said, getting my bare feet on the ground and the grass. Yeah. Just getting that nature. Yeah, man. That's the nice. life right there, man. It is. And the bugs were, like, minimal. I have zero mosquito bites. Really? That's a fucking miracle. 
That's fucking crazy because I went to go take out the trash last night for like seven seconds, and I swear <laughs> to God, I had seven new mosquito bites. Yep, <laughs> they found you. That's that's all that's there is to it. Oh my God, you don't have the braids anymore. Oh, I do. It's just uh, it's almost oh, time. It's I almost see. time. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's starting in. to. Yeah, but it's it's still in. It's still there. Okay. Ooh, the ends are really good. To be honest, it's just up here. Yeah, well, it still, still looks really great. It, it was so nice and fine that it all blended in. I thought it was just your regular hair again. I was like, oh, shit. Like, already bailing? Like, <laughs> I was about to get pissed. Yeah. It's almost time to get it retwisted. Um, I'll probably wait, like, another week. See how it looks. If it yeah. still looks like this, I might keep it for a little bit. I don't know, man. You're in for it with the fucking heat we got going on right now. Man, no. your hair may not survive. <laughs> no. Braided hair is actually way better for the heat. Oh, yeah? In, in my personal experience, yeah. Because sure. yeah, it keeps everything out of the way. Easy to tie up, yeah, stays yeah. out of your face. Easy to that's fair. well, easy for me to maintain because I'm used to it now. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not for me, man. I, I'm trying to shave more off. Like get it <laughs> off me, man. We're all going bald it. one day. You better, you better appreciate what you got. I appreciate it. I know I look good, but it don't mean I don't enjoy not being hot all the time either. So I keep <laughs> this shit as short as possible in the summertime. In the winter, you know, I let it grow a little bit, but. I know yeah, my that, look. That hair will do that shit to you. I'm telling you. Heat sponge, dude. I'm glad mm-hmm. that he kind of waited until after we were done camping because, oh boy. Although we were in the little man-made pond the entire time. So, like, that was actually pretty nice. Like, we were, was good. Yeah. We, we were all good. That, that was pretty great. So, yeah. Again, apologies for the delay. Just got back from the movies. Mm. Took the kids to go see the Barbie movie. Hey, man. How was it? How was it? You know what? And I can't believe I'm going to say this shit because... <laughs> Like, what the hell? Outside of two Marvel movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 Stop. and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Stop right now. I- I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, dude. I have to. Barbie is probably the movie of the year. Okay, play the music. We're done with the yeah. show. Goodbye. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> I'm, I'm as shocked as you are, man. I went into it knowing like it was going to be stupid. That movie was like legitimately funny kind of sweet and it like i said i like movies that are like in on their own joke so there was a Mm. lot in that movie where they're just like kind of making fun of themselves and how silly it can be and like the plot was like i mean there's so many eye-rolling moments but i was legitimately laughing through the entire fucking movie like who knew i have i have no idea uh you know what i'll take your word for it yeah uh, because i know you know movies yeah, love movies. I'm a big movie I know guy. you know movies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my next question doesn't really pertain to the movie so much. That's fine. But I know you're married. But how are the women dressed that went to the movies? Well, what do you think? <laughs> what Man, do you think? All I'm saying is, um, I was on IG. Uh-huh. I forgot the other day. And all the females on my story had nothing but just, this is like Halloween all over again. Yep. Pink and leotard. Was, yep. It was the same way? Oh, yeah. Like, my I gotta family go and I... I, mean, <laughs> I gotta go watch that movie. <laughs> See? I was, that's why I'm like, I know you're not mad about it, because that's like, if you're trying to get some digits, bro, go see the fucking movie, because they out there in full force. I promise you. And we went to a small theater. Normally, I go to the Majestic Theater, a little bit bigger out in Brookfield. This, yeah. we went to a very tiny one, because the seats are all fucking taken in every other theater. Oh, so I'm sure. Yeah, myself and you know my, my wife and the kids, we were probably the only ones in there who were dressed normally. Everyone else, head to toe, blonde, pink, everything, just. And these are 
not one-offs. Like every girl in there was part of a group of like ten women. Yes. 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 <laughs> Full Everybody wants Barbie to be a bad Army. Barbie. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, man. This yeah, so. Whoo, and I will say this: two, three things about the movie. Non-spoiler. It has probably the dumbest fucking fight scene I've ever seen in my entire life. To the point I was like, I think I said like, "What the fuck?" Like four times. Like, what is happening? And Ryan Gosling. I don't think he was acting whatsoever in that movie. I think that is. You remember how Heath Ledger played the Joker, and everyone was oh, like, yeah. "That's him." And everyone was like, "Oh my god, that's him!" Like mm-hmm. he is the Joker. Ryan Gosling is Ken. That is the role he was born to play. And I don't think for one second he was playing a character, quote unquote. I think he was just home. It was a vlog. <laughs> Some kind of I don't know what kind of method acting he did to to kind of boost up for this role. I think once they gave him that script, he was like, oh, I'm going to put my whole dick into this script. And Ball wow, deep. wow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the shit they had him do, I'm like, yeah, this is his role. This is the role that's going to get him a fucking Oscar or something. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. If the movie's I doing that well, I would not put it past. Right. And honestly, like, this is the kind of movie where, and this is a positive thing, like, there is going to be almost a new wave of female empowerment from this movie. Like, man, not only does it make women like feel really good about themselves, like, and acknowledging like all like the, everything they have to go through, like as a woman, just in society and all the shit they have to feel and all the standards they have to go by. It really tackles that subject. I think in a very interesting way to the point where I was like, I was very quiet and just listening to the kind of dialogue saying like, damn, like, we got to give women more credit. Just, I hope this is going to lead to, you know, more people and more women just kind of feeling better about who they are as an individual. So mm. I can't lie, man, that, that movie was pretty fucking terrific. Good for them. I'll take your word for it. Um, who knew? Who knew? Again, you go see it for the bitches. I'm going to see it for the message. That, that's <laughs> <all> I'm saying. <laughs> no, I might take a girl to go see it. You know what I mean? Do it. Um, do it. You or I might just go with stupid. a group of guys. And that's be even like, better. Hey, man. Let's go. Let's go to the movies. Let's go watch Barbie, and um, we're gonna empower these women. All right, That's we're gonna right. stand there and cheer them on as they wear their lingerie or Halloween costume <laughs> into into fucking cinema number seven, right? At Menominee Falls. Where I they're... like how you assume they're in lingerie. <laughs> I'm being generous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's. Um... I mean, I've seen some images and videos where I was like. Wow, like they really go all out to come see this movie. And I had a, I knew it was gonna be like that. Like, come on, that's yeah. Barbie. Like, yeah. this is y- decades in the making. So, yeah, Thanks. I as as a man, I had a really great time. They make fun of men and the patriarchy a lot, and that honestly, the way they do it is fucking funny. It's not condescending. It's just like yeah. hilarious. Like, no, it's great. I have a dark sense of humor, so even if it was condescending, I'll probably still laugh. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I they, wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you totally. Oh my god, I I can't say more without spoiling it. But there's, I recommend it. I I definitely recommend seeing the movie. It's pretty fucking great. Definitely noted. Yeah. Um. Now I mentioned I might go take a girl to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um. You remember Flareon? Oh yeah. Oh I do. Um. So uh. Well, but hang on. Before you start, I think we should start the music now, and then get to your Flareon story because it sounds like it's gonna be pretty juicy. No no no. <laughs> One, two, three. 
Okay, Flareon, sir. I'm very interested to hear what's going on. Flareon. So we were on the phone last week, Thursday, I believe. Um, and I was giving her shit because, you know, I went all the way to her city to go see her. That's so right. I was just giving her shit. And I was like, you know, you ain't down. That's why I always, that's why I came to see you. You know, you ain't really down like that. I know damn well she likes me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm, but I know, I'm just talking shit. <laughs> She's like, all right, bet. All right, bet. Tomorrow I'm going to make a couple phone calls and watch this. She can. Oh boy. She can. All the way out here, huh? All the way out here. She spent Saturday and Sunday with me. Really? Yes. Um okay. before I get into that, um, mm-hmm. Friday, I told her straight up, like, look, uh, it's gonna be a guys' night. Um my guys <laughs> from Minnesota are also in town. A couple of them are performing. Corsu and Kiswami are performing. Yes. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh it's gonna be a guys' night. So we out there, but I got you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be there all right. You Made your time Boom. for her. Yes, sir. So, okay. boom, we had guys night. It was a great night, obviously. Shut it down. Yeah. Next day, boom, she gets over here early as hell. Oh, okay. Early as hell. She drove. So, she drove from where she stays, four to five hours all the way to Sheboygan. Oh, God. Stayed there with some family. Sheboygan. And then came to see me early in the morning. Yeah. And okay. we spent all day together. Um, nice. Honestly, it was, it, was a, it was a pretty chill day. We didn't do anything too crazy. Yeah. Let's um, kick it. We are kicking it. We went, went to get some food. Went on yeah. a little hike. Outdoors, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Okay, to okay. One of my spots. We went to Taco Fest. Yeah, fucking love it Taco is, Fest. And you know what? I bring this up because last week we spoke about, or I spoke about, how Taco Bell was overrated. Yes, absolutely. Let me take that back. <laughs> All right, let me take Atta that boy. Because you know what? <laughs> I went to Taco Fest and had some of the worst tacos I've ever had in my life. Yeah, right. They can get bad. <laughs> I did not know somebody could screw a taco up that bad at a taco fest absolutely true now either two of the trucks were trash and two of the trucks were fucking amazing yeah because two of the trucks had lines wrapped around the fucking park that's how it goes two of the other trucks didn't have a line so obviously we ate at the ones that didn't have a line that's why <laughs> and yeah that's exactly why it was underwhelming but i'm sure the line the you know the ones with lines were really good but I just thought I'd let you know because, you know, yeah. I'm very proud. Very, very <laughs> proud right now. Yes, Taco Bell, man. Come on. Taco Bell, holla at us, man. I'll take that nice. back. Give me give me a steak quesadilla, please. I <laughs> <laughs> love that sponsorship. Oh, my man. God. I might go get some after the show. You know what? Dude, I'm going to get some see? after the show. See? It's <laughs> always good. It's always good. It's I should say it's always at least average. At there least. You and you, it's okay to be average. It's okay to be average. Sometimes it's what you need. It's just, just star you in your average role. Right, right. Stay in your lane. It's just that little fourth meal. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it's got to be. Yes, sir. And so we got home from Taco Fest. Okay. Got back to my crib at Taco uh, from Taco Fest. And um, I wanted to watch. I don't know why I thought of this idea, but I wanted to watch like a classic hood movie with her. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, have you seen Boys in the Hood? I do. <laughs> Before you even said it, I was like, he watched Boys in the Hood. Like, you know, I like, oh, my God, say Boys in the Hood. You know, like, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> you know, there's like a little, little little love story behind it. And, you know, what I'm yes. I thought it'd be a nice, you know, a nice movie to watch to introduce like, her to, to the movies that we grew up on. Right. It's a great fucking movie. Great, great fucking movie. If you've never seen it, folks, go see Boys in the Hood. I just the opening scene alone. Just download it. Right. You could watch that shit on YouTube for free, I'm pretty sure, at this point. 
It's yes, it's quite old now, but it is. I would say pretty iconic when it comes to black cinema. It's it is in the Hall of Fame when it comes to that. like it's totally worth it. And that's I don't good. Care if you're, any any race can watch that. It's not just for black people. It's yes. good. I was just gonna say that. Yes. Um. So we try to. I try to put that on. And all of a sudden, the Wi-Fi crashed. Oh. Oh no. Okay. You seen Juice? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that Juice is a different lane. It's a different Boys lane. Hood, but. Yes. Fair. That's fair. Also a you know, great movie. I never choose things in the same lane. The guess, options yeah. are always A, B, or C. <laughs> That's like A, D, and H. <laughs> but, yeah. Z. Yeah, and Z, yeah. And number three. <laughs> so we're watching that shit. Wi-Fi goes down again. I'm like, man, oh. fuck this shit. We're just going to watch something basic on Hulu. We're going to watch Power. That, wow. <laughs> you watch more black shit than I do. <laughs> God. You put BET on next, like <laughs> you know, like it's crazy you say that because I just wanted to see first of all if she was gonna intently watch the show. Good, fair point. And if she was going to be interested, yeah, because you, know, you could watch them and not be interested. Oh, I'm just watching because this dude watching it. You know what I mean? Ask my wife. She was watching, if I know she was what really... that means. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, she watched it and it was cool. Like, you know, she was asking me questions and I was actually surprised because where she's from, like, she, this ain't her. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah, not her thing. Uh, and I say that, I tell you that story and I'm going to wrap the story up by asking a question. Yes. But not, not, not necessarily asking a question, um, making a statement because I realized something oh. about myself. Oh, okay. Um, and this is nothing to do against Flareon. You know, she's an amazing person. Of course. Um, no, I'm not going to cut her off, but I'm just, let me just say something. Yeah, yeah. I have realized that I enjoy, I love the feeling of being in love. I crave intimacy. I, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. That's that's high on my list. That's top three on my list. I'm not gonna lie to you. Good. But I understand that it has to be with the right person. Of course. And I also understand the situations that I came from mm-hmm. that kind of shaped me to be who I am today. Yeah. And all in all, that's why I'm kind of avoiding love. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you've had a lot of, I would say, aspects of your personality come out on this show, and especially when it comes to love, I mean, you've made it clear, like, yes, you have standards, yes, you look for red flags, like, yes, having the right person is pretty fucking important to you at this stage in your life, because of everything you've gone through, so I don't think any of that is out of the norm for what you've been already talking about. Yeah, um, I think I think I've always known this about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first time I truly acknowledged it. Mm. Um, because like it's, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking. Like, no, it didn't catch you by surprise. Like, you know, oh, makes sense. I, I, I get you. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, and I think it's it's me finally putting myself first. Because yeah, you know, th- throughout like throughout all my years, like I've I've always placed um whatever woman I was involved with on a pedestal above me. You know what I mean? Of course. If I'm being honest. Absolutely. Um, and so how you do one thing. How you how you do one thing is how you do everything, mm-hmm. right? And that started to leak in other areas of my life, and that's where I had to pick myself back up, put me first, yeah, and truly learn the 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 meaning of what it is to love thyself, right? I figured that out, and I love where I'm at. I love everything I've learned from my experiences in life, and I truly believe I'm going about this the right way. I think, and you I are. just want to say I appreciate you because I've told you a lot of things I don't tell anybody. Hey. Well, not just you, but everyone that listens to us. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all family. If you if you listen if you if you listen to the full episodes, first and foremost, I love you. I'm I'm gonna buy you a bowl of pho. How about that? <laughs> and then and then we can spark up afterwards. There you go. But yes, yeah. we are a big family, and I appreciate all of y'all, Siege audience, because man, I couldn't got here without y'all. To be honest, Dang. like I told you before, this is like therapy to me. So I really Absolutely. appreciate. Absolutely, honesty is everything. Let me sidetrack for a second and just like explain how I really compare with what you've just said sure. and how I how I know it speaks to me directly as a man. I, I've mentioned before I've been cheated on in the past. What I didn't mm-hmm. mention was one of the two that were I'd say the most major relationships that I got cheated on with, one of them I thought for sure I was probably going to marry. Mm. Like, you know, and this is college. So of course I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But you know, I took it very seriously. And when you talk about like putting women on pedestals <laughs> and putting them over you and putting them first, I know what you mean when it when it causes destruction. And the the girl I dated in college that was someone I treated on that same pedestal. And I still remember the kind of person I was back then. I was not doing great in classes, kind of flunking out a little bit. I couldn't make it on time to a lot of that shit. I was mm-hmm. trying to hold a job down too and fucking up at that one. I was working at Walmart and just like, I, I was falling apart. You know, I really couldn't keep money in my pocket. I was on my own, not speaking to family that much. So I was really just relying on this girl. I didn't even have a place to live for a little bit. Ended mm. up, you know, staying her on her couch. And that lasted a lot longer than I wanted it to. Mm. Um, not the relationship. I was still all in the relationship. And everything I did for her it was, you know, date nights and roses and, put, you know, Dude. whatever. Mm. Everything you could think of, I was putting her out there. What I didn't realize until she had told me she cheated on me was that i wasn't taking care of myself at all and i was letting my personal issues consume me so she ended up having to foot the bill for a lot of shit she was paying for lunches and she was pretty much covering my rent and she actually paid my phone bill for a little bit i was a total mooch i was a piece of shit and all the time i wasn't even realizing that that's what i was doing i was just surviving at that point but i knew all my energy every waking moment was going to her so when she told me, and I'll never forget it, like we were in a car and she told me she cheated on me with some dude who also worked at Walmart. Like, I will never forget the words she said to me. It was, I can't love both of us. And I said, whoa. And then she started explaining everything I just said about like how like she felt more like a mom. She felt more like I was not holding her back, but she had to take, she had to worry about me and also her budding career because she was actually doing really well in school and she's, you know, on the way to being whatever she's doing now, which I won't say out loud, but I know she's very successful now. But, you know, she had plans and ambition and a future ahead. And there I was just dragging her down. I had no idea I was doing that because I was putting her on a pedestal. That was probably the best lesson I ever fucking learned in a relationship was, Mm -hmm. yes, there is putting yourself first and there's being a partner. You have to be a partner too. Yes. Yeah, you you have to take care of yourself. Because if I'm not taking care of myself and you can talk about, you know, me losing weight and hitting the gym and wanting to be there for my kids for a long period of time. That's the part of taking care of myself and taking Absolutely. care of this family. It's being a partner to my wife. It's not letting her shoulder the load for everything. It's taking on some of that shit. And it's not mm-hmm. fucking pretty. A lot of it is the day-to-day grind. And, you know, we don't argue practically ever, but we have our spats. We have our disagreements, but we talk sure. about things. We communicate. We trust each other. Mm-hmm. And we cover each other's weaknesses. You know, that's mm-hmm something i didn't know existed until i had to go through all the bullshit before 
So when you're saying things like, hey, you know, you understand what it means that you want that kind of love and you want that partnership and you want that to be the right person. I understand it. And I think it takes a lot to get to that level. So if you found that now and you had that realization, I'm not going to speculate why you all of a sudden had that realization, <laughs> but it's, it's an amazing feeling. And it's even better yeah. when you take that and you do find somebody and you kind of share that, the idea of, Hey, you've learned your lessons. You've learned from your past. I have absolutely been there. And I think, no, you shouldn't be cheating on anybody. But if it <laughs> yeah. wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here today. Who the fuck knows what I'd be doing right now if that didn't, that dramatic thing didn't happen to me. Right. Because what yes. if, what if, just hypothetically speaking, like, what if yeah. you guys stayed together? You know what I mean? Who the fuck? I, I can guarantee you she would not be anywhere as successful as she is today. And you probably would be miserable. Knows? I, we would probably both be miserable. I know she would be. I know she would be. And at some point, it would have been like, she's just staying with me for dumb reasons, superficial reasons, or trying to be nice, which is too afraid. Who the fuck knows? That honestly probably was the best thing that ever happened to me, but I wouldn't say that until now. I wouldn't know that until looking around my house and looking at my family. I have yeah. no, I had no idea that this is what that was leading to. No, yeah. Sometimes and, the rewards from the lesson are right in front of you, you know? Yep. But you, you miss it, it yeah. because you're you're in your head. We suffer more up here than we do in reality. Absolutely. And when that's happening to you, it's devastating. I was broken. But like that led me to the next girl who cheated on me at that point, which led me to going back home, which I never thought I would do. I thought I was going to live in Minnesota because mm. I had all my friends out there. I built a new life out there. I thought for sure after college, I was going to move to the Twin Cities. Wait, and, hold on one second. Yeah. You said you got into another relationship and she cheated on you too? Yep, back to back. Mm, so it's like the same lesson over and over again. Exactly. Like, did you learn like, this time? Right. Okay, how and, about now? Yeah. And that's the thing is two different relationships, the same outcome, but yes. two different situations, honestly. Like, Absolutely. The reason the first one cheated was honestly for really good reasons. The first, the, the one the second one cheated was just because bitches ain't shit. Her, exactly. Her <laughs> own insecurities and shit. And like that yeah. as a whole that's a story for another day, but like that led me to going back home because I had nothing left. And that right. led me to picking myself back up, meeting Rachel, and look where I am now. None of mm. this would have happened if not for those lessons. Gotcha. So the, the relationship I'm in now, the marriage I'm in now is rock solid. I've taken all those lessons that I've learned. And it's not a secret like recipe for success. I mean, it takes fucking work. You got every fucking day. I'm sitting there still. Like even today, like I come home and you know, you don't want to do anything and you're stressed out and, you you know, snapping the kids every once in a while. Like, I have to say it to myself, like, stop yelling at the kids. You're not mad at the kids. You're fucking tired. Mm -hmm. You had a stressful yeah. day at work. Like, you know, stop snapping at your wife. Like, it's not about what's going on in front of you. It's that mindset has to change. You have to turn yeah. that work side off when you walk in your fucking door. Mm -hmm. like, That's hard. Know? It's very it's hard. hard. It's fucking hard. So all that, I digress. But all that to say is I get the lesson you learned and... It's a big one. Now, my question is, <laughs> when you were sitting there watching movies and things with her, with Flareon, is that why you had that realization? Because you were just pretty fucking comfortable? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the reason I asked is because, like, I told you before, like, that's one of my favorite fucking things in this world is sitting with my wife and just watching shows and, like, just talking and laughing. Like, that by itself will is life sustaining you know what 
I was extremely comfortable. Um, it's funny you fucking said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, I would say that definitely played a part. Yeah. Um, definitely took a slice of the pie because when we're, I, I don't know about you, mm-hmm. but when I'm in my comfort zone, yeah, my mind works its best. Absolutely. So me being in that comfortable state did allow me to open up and be like, okay, why am I actually feeling X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. And I'm I not saying it it's, I'm not saying it's specifically her that right. you can imagine that, but it's that the situation. Vibe, that situation. Yes. I think that's what yes. you're looking for is that comfort, that safety, that absolutely. Love and that was, was going to be, yes, that was going to be my next point. Like mm-hmm. it, Really doesn't have to do with her. It could have been anybody. I'm telling you, yeah. anybody. Yeah, yeah. As long as I was comfortable and the vibes were there, I would have had the same realization. Right. I think so. Um, and that, and I'm, I said something a little earlier about repeating the same lessons. Um, and this is showing me like, okay, I graduated from that. You yeah. Know, I'm moving on to that next level now because <laughs> I'm no longer repeating, you know, lessons to for, right. for lack of a better term. Um, but we can get into that later. You know, all yeah. the more lessons that I learned. But yeah, you know, I'm no longer repeating those lessons and or not. Re- yeah, I'm no longer repeating those lessons from situations I haven't learned from because I've learned right. from them. So, yeah, definitely played a part. You're leveling up, dude. Leveling up. Experience like. points. <laughs> In the back of the bar. Right. Hey, like it's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful experience when you can look back and go like, OK, like I've made some improvements. I have changed. I've grown like. That's cool. That's a strength move. I like that. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it, man. Could have yeah. done it without the show, you, brothers and sisters listening. Man, hey, man. Appreciate y'all for real. The bank bros say we're here for you, audience, but we're also here for each other. Like, that's, yeah. y'all don't that's even how know. it goes. You know? Like, we, we do mean that shit. So, it goes in a lot of different ways. It's multidimensional. It's across yeah. the Spider-Verse, if you will. It's a multiverse. <laughs> it is, though, right? Like, shit, multiverse. that's what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. It's the fifth dimension, man. Man. Well, I mean, speaking of multiverse, we're going to just string along here to another universe, and that's sports. Because, you know, we talk about that sometimes, too. Yeah. And, again, off-season. But, right now, we're kind of in the midst of what I would say is a a boxing renaissance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. I know you wanted to speak about a fight that just happened. I believe that was yesterday. And then, of course, we have a major mega fight happening this Saturday that we'll also talk about a little bit, too. But, sir, you may go ahead and speak about Mr. Inoue. Naoya Inoue, my Asian brother. <laughs> my boy. Ooh, he is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world right now. Man. And I say that comfortably. Comfortably. What he did to Stephen Fulton who just so happens to be an undefeated fighter. Yep. Um, a rising star in the sport as well, in Absolutely. his own right. He made him look like an amateur. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I was <laughs> I was I was expecting a war from these two because for one, Stephen Fulton is the bigger fighter. This yep. is his, you know, he's a champion of this weight class. It's one twenty two, I believe. Um I believe you're right. Anyways coming up from I believe it was one eighteen some somewhere in you know really small yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah so anyway was giving up yeah anyway was giving up the the reach advantage the height advantage and overall size advantage so I thought you know what cool boy Stephen Fulton was gonna jab keep his distance um and be slick like how he normally is no anyway came out shorter fighter 
won the jab battle, popped his one two off, worked mm. his right hand, worked him to the body a little bit. Um, that was <laughs> it was pure domination. Like yeah, that it was. is exactly what happened for seven rounds. Yes, and then in the eighth round, he said, "I'm gonna get you out of here." Ooh. Straight right. He ran up to him, left hook like Gohan. <laughs> Swarmed him in the corner and did some more Dragon Ball Z shit where they throw a million fucking punches. <laughs> and you know how one finally gets through and one of them flies? Yeah. That's exactly oh, yeah. what happened. Oh my god. That's so Stop accurate. Stop the fight, it was over. Uh, it's just a disgusting combo. I, God damn. <laughs> they call Inoue the monster for a reason and he's absolutely right. That was... There's clips all over the place about the finish of that fight. Oh my god, he cleaned Fulton's clock. It was so no. so crisp. It was right on the money, right on the jaw. Punch right through him, straight right. Set up perfectly from the jab to the head, jab to the body, straight right. Oh my god. God and Fulton like tried to get back up, and and then he just laid, it just laid into him, and, he, and it was over. <laughs> I give Fulton props because he he fought as hard as he could. Yes, and for as long as he could. Just, it was not none a, for him to hang his hat on, but yeah, no, in a way, he's the animal. guy, he's the yeah. guy right now. So, yes, absolutely right. In a way, wins two. So, he has what total four championships? He's this, you know, he he's wants a, to be, I think, this, I, th- I could be wrong, but I think he's a five division champion. Five division champ, I, I might be wrong, four. it might be five, four or five. Four. Yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. And I know his, his goal is to be like the undisputed super bantamweight world champion of boxing. So, like, he's oh, it's gonna fucking... Happen. It's going to happen, I think. It's <laughs> just kind of a matter of time with this. My question for you, who's next for Inoue? For Inoue? Um, I don't know his name. doesn't matter what his name is because he's going to get clean, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who do you want to see him has... flash ask? <laughs> whoever That's... has the two other belts in the division. He's yeah. getting cleaned up. And once he gets cleaned up, Inoue's going to relinquish the belts, move up and wait, and do the same shit. Excuse mm. me. Same shit. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. That's Unify the belts just because he can. Yeah, because honestly, his only competition, in my eyes, in these next few weight classes, is probably just Tank. <laughs> that's what I was hoping you were going to say. I was like, I, that's, that's fucking he, crazy. <laughs> right. Like, of, after all that, he's 25-0, and 0, 22 knockouts. And Tank Davis is probably his next biggest challenge. Like fucking four, three weight classes up. Right. Like what? <laughs> That's unheard of to be that dominant in multiple divisions. Like yes, good lord. But you know what? Boy, I don't care money. how much he weighs. He's fighting professional fighters, the best of the best. Yes. And he's making them look amateur. Mm. Well, he did a Donier and Stephen Foden. Donier yeah. is a great fighter. Stephen Foden, excellent fighter. He was a champion. That's all I got to say. Undefeated yeah. champion. They both look like rookies. Oh boy, that guy. Well, Danielle fight too. Danielle fight too. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's yeah. You're not wrong, man. Like mm. I, I saw the clips. I could see the whole fight. I saw maybe about half, and it was the back half. And my God, just it was cake. It was cake for Inouye. Sorry, like again, Jesus. like you said, no shade to Fulton, but no. fuck, man, Inouye is light speed right now. Inoue is it's that crazy. Man. He's that man. Now to this next fight, though. Oh, I know I yes, said anyways the proper pound best fighter right now, mm. but all that could change on Saturday. We can wait for Saturday, depending Absolutely. on how these two do. What are your predictions for this fight? Oh boy! So the big fight this Saturday is Errol Spence and Bud Crawford, which those two are neck and neck at the top of the mountain. So that's 
two and three. Two and three. There you go. So they are right up there. This fight has been a long time coming. I know there's some cancellations. They tried doing this a while ago. And we're finally here. All systems go. So I want to do a shot bet for them. And I'm going to regret it. Let's do it. But I feel I want shot bets in order. We'll, we'll see about that. We can do the same way you always do with, oh, God, not per round. Not with boxing. We'll do the division, like you said. Oh, like, this is, oh my God. If it's per <laughs> round, we're done. <laughs> if it goes decision, we're done. Okay. We'll just have a live show of us getting drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, with a caveat. However, between the two, if I had to put my money down, I am going Crawford on this one. Okay. Yes. I feel I like that it. Crawford all around, not a better fighter. And I'm not going to say anything about anybody being better than the other one, just because I think these guys are very fucking even in a lot of different categories. That being said, Crawford at welterweight, his skills have been pretty fucking deadly. And I think it's going to be a little too much for Spence to handle. I think the way Crawford likes to switch between his unorthodox and I mean, his orthodox and his southpaw, mm-hmm. I think the counter punching for Crawford's is a little bit better. I think with that defense, I think this. I think he's a little bit faster too. And as much as I give Spence a lot of credit, because Spence is a fucking artist when it comes dog. to being in that ring, he's a fucking dog. So he can create some knockout power pretty fucking quickly in a way you don't see coming. I still feel Crawford is an all-around slight edge, slight edge. But if anything, honestly, I think this is going the distance, in my opinion. Like, mm. I, you know what? It's, I think it's that even. I'm glad you said that because that's, in my opinion, I think that's the only way Crawford's going to win. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think Crawford's going to knock him out for some reason. I don't either, actually. I think he outlasts him. And I don't think Spence is going to go the distance and win. Mm. I think the only way Spence wins is a knockout. See? That's, I absolutely agree. Which is crazy. And I, and I think Spence knocks him out. Yeah. I truly, yeah, with I've been saying this for some years. I think Spence knocks him out. I think everything you said is a thousand percent correct. I'm not going to argue a single point. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the, the way Crawford switches from orthodox and southpaw as a extremely amateur boxer in training yeah. myself. <laughs> it's tough, That's just right? hard as fuck. It's hard right. enough. It's hard enough mastering how to set up your lead hook. Right. From the orthodox stance, being a right handed person. Exactly. And doing so, it multiple times. When someone's trying to kill switching you. Switching hands. <laughs> switching sides. Man, I give Crawford all the props in the world. Right. The reason why I favor Spence and think Spence is going to knock him out is because, number one, Spence starts fast. Yes, he does. He does not wait. He does not read you. He says, this is my game plan. You can read me if you want, but you don't catch you don't catch you- an uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> the body, you go, you gonna catch a straight one too. You you gonna catch yeah. a lot of shit because Spence does not hands. stop throwing. He fights in a similar fashion as like like a Manny Pacquiao. Oh yeah, I, he fights yes, very absolutely. similar to like a Manny Pacquiao pressure fighter, foot on the gas. Yep, never takes a never takes a step back. That's right, absolutely um, agree. And I think that is Crawford's kryptonite. Mm, Crawford like has been shown to be a very slow starter, mm-hmm. and he cannot be a slow starter against Spence. If he comes out and tries to read Spence, he's going to get finished in probably six or seven rounds, in my opinion. Ooh, okay. I like um, that. Crawford's been hurt by guys that don't hit nearly as hard as Earl Spence, such as Eureka's Gamboa. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the main one that sticks out because he 
almost TKO'd Crawford. Almost. But Crawford came back and knocked him the fuck up. <laughs> 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 like, he had Crawford hurt and everything. Right. Um, and I know I know that Spence has a fucking chin. That's true. Um, he His mouthpiece fell against Garcia. I think it was Mikey Garcia. And mm. it fell against... Um, who's the Cuban? I forgot his name. The guy he just fought. The Cuban. Uh, uh, but the Cuban he just fought. I forgot yeah, his yeah. name for some reason. Um, it's bugging the shit out of me, but <laughs> so his mouthpiece fell and he caught a nice one too from that Cuban. He didn't fall or anything. He went back to the ropes. Boom. He started laughing and it was clean. He looked at the ground because he thought his dentures fell. Boom. Boom. <laughs> boom. He got back. Oh, okay. I'm good. Boom. Right. Broke his orb- orbital. So, hey, Nasty. if a car crash won't even kill Spence, well, I mean, um, I don't think Crawford will. I think Bud will get <laughs> this Saturday to quote my boy Earl Spence. Yeah. Um, but I think no, I don't think. I know it's oh, gonna be a war. Absolutely. But like I said, the thing that's gonna set Spence apart is the quicker start. I feel that. I can absolutely agree with all of that. And like we said, these guys are very even, but you're right. I I do think Spence is the better knockout artist. Like yeah. because he creates those opportunities, like you said, very, very fast. I think for himself. He, he doesn't speed. wait for you. Right. But Spence is oh boy, he's a bullet. So yeah. we, we were not joking. These are this is a mega fight. Yes. We've been waiting for two highly skilled, highly smart, intelligent boxers with yes. two very different styles. Absolutely. One's like, you know, pick you apart, technical textbook boxer. The other one, although he is textbook and technical himself, right. he's more of a pressure fighter. Yep. So, man, styles make fights. We're going to have a hell yeah, of a fight. make fights. Oh, yeah, boy. And that's why I said boxing renaissance, because this year we have been spoiled by some really great main events and some good cards. So boxing, yeah, we talk about that face of boxing kind of thing. But, like, I think boxing is getting that that injection of energy that it's been needing for years now. So it's fucking cool to see. And we're definitely watching that shit on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Man, get your popcorn ready, folks, because someone, mm-hmm. someone's going to make a name for themselves. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, what's your official bet? You're saying Spence by knockout, but are you calling the round too? Because you've been good at that shit. I haven't called the round. It's going to be tough to call this round. Yeah, um, because you. these two are so fucking good. Right, right. I might not call this round. That's not I might totally sit fine. this round out. I'm okay. gonna just call Spence by KO. Straight up. Okay. I'm gonna say Crawford by judge's decision. <laughs> judge's decision. Got you. Let, okay. let me make that a little more clear. Spence sure. by TKO. Okay, fair enough. TKO. TKO. Got it. So not out cold. I don't think Crawford will be out cold. No, no, no. no. I don't think but so. I think Crawford will be hurt and it'll be done. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very fair bet. I like it. I like it. Let's go. I'm down. I'm ready. All right. All right. Well, I mean, moving on from boxing again. Boxing Renaissance, full in effect right now. But there's one other sport that makes me very happy yes sport in quotations but the greatest sport very, in the, world. the greatest sport we are very near to uh, a time when i could just be happy and free and talk shit and play a game with friends and watch a, an amazing sport all in one and that ladies and gentlemen is fantasy football season <laughs> praise the Lim- lord and it's almost back Oh, yeah, I got it. It's already queued up. Yes, sir. So we are marching towards the beginning of the football season again. Can you believe that? Like I said, summer's been just flying the fuck by, but we're 
a month, month and a half out, not even a few weeks now. So that means if you're a fantasy football lover like we are, it's time to go. It's time to get your mocks ready. It's time to get your strategies, get your boys back together, your girls, what have you, and get those leagues fired back up. So Ryan and I wanted to discuss just some topics about fantasy football, just to kind of give a small preview. And after that, we'll see what happens. We might have a surprise in store for that one too. So what you and I discussed was what we thought were some sleepers going into the fantasy football season and some people we think you should definitely skip. Now, these are our opinions. Again, we are not paid experts. However, I would claim both of us are former fantasy football champion. We have been to the mountaintop, one of us more than the other one, but we won't go there. Just saying. (laughs) Hey, man, since I've joined, we have the same amount of championships. In multiple leagues. Sure, I guess. Since, since I've joined. joined. Since no, no, no. It's just our league alone. Don't, don't, I'm right. with you. Since I've joined, we have the same amount of championships because I joined late. <laughs> There's no way you three-peat if I'm in that league. <laughs> yes, in our league, I am the only three-peat champion and then had a fourth one. Just <laughs> saying, we do have some success. So if you take some advice and you like what you hear, hey, maybe you'll get a championship this year. It might be your year. Maybe. You know, hey man, I know we just talked about guys we like, but what position do you want to start with? Well, I figure for either for both of these subjects, for sleepers and for skips, mm-hmm. we do like one of each. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, gotcha. tight end. That's so we'll it. start with quarterback. We'll start with quarterback. Let's start with sleepers. Like you okay. say yours, I'll say mine, and then we'll go running back, running back, mm-hmm. like like that. That sound good? Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. So, um, he. If you really think about it in the in the grand scheme of things, this guy isn't necessarily a sleeper, I'd say. But sure. to where he's going in these drafts, his ADP, mm-hmm. in my opinion, he's a sleeper. Because you can get him okay. after all of the top quarterbacks, and he's going to give you the same amount of production that the top quarterbacks will get. Mm-hmm. His name right. is Trevor Lawrence. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's um, a tough sleeper. But yeah, I don't see what you're saying. He He's going as QB. He's going after Deshaun Watson. Mm. Uh, and that's I think that's fair. If you if you if you look at Trevor Lawrence's progression, um, once that coaching staff changed, oh, he looked like a whole different quarterback. He took this oh, team yeah. to the playoffs. Absolutely. And this is only his third year in the league. He's only getting better. Um, think about the leap that Lamar made in that third year. He won the MVP. Yes. I'm not saying L- Trevor's going to win the MVP, but hey, that's the big leap that he made. Mm-hmm. He made that big of a leap. And on top of that. He's getting his number one receiver back. That's big. Calvin fucking Ridley, who just so happens to be a top five route runner in the league, if you ask anybody around the NFL. Top five route runner in the league, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, yes, Trevor Lawrence is my sleeper. Who is your sleeper? Before I get to my sleeper, I just want to put one small little note on what you just said about Trevor Lawrence and the MVP. No, do I think he's going to win MVP this year? No. Do I think he'll be in the running? Absolutely. Yes. I feel he is a sleeper for MVP. I do too. He's a dark horse. He'll probably finish in the top six. Yeah. I think he top makes five, a big yeah. leap. I love the him, you know, having Doug Peterson there, I think completely changed the culture. I think mm-hmm. Jags are going to be a sneaky ass team for you to bet oh. on this year for success. I mean, division champions, mm-hmm. I think maybe a decent playoff run. Like Jacksonville is something to watch for sure this yes. year. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a sleeper at all, 
But in fantasy purposes, yes, I totally get that. In mm-hmm. real life, watch out. Yeah, Lawrence real might life, be the guy the this, this year. Absolutely. Yeah. So my sleeper is definitely more of an actual sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> this man, I think, possibly underrated. I think in fantasy, he's got some potential. Maybe. I think I know who you're talking about. I think. Maybe. Who do you think I'm talking about? Is he a pocket passer? <laughs> he or wants he, to be. When he, okay, never mind. Wrong guy. <laughs> so my sleeper pick is Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa. I know. This is a deep sleeper. When I say sleeper, I mean late round quarterback. If you can't get anybody who's probably going to do something well, Pickett, I think, is a sleeper, and here's why. What a lot of people forget about Kenny Pickett is he's actually a top 10 rushing quarterback. True. Stat-wise, he does run. I want to say he's like seven or eight. So understanding that and looking at the moves the Steelers made, he has a better offensive line this year. His wide receivers are decent. They got even someone like Allen Robinson, who we all know is like, hey, he's good for a few. He'll get you there. And then you have someone like George Pickens, who I think is going to make a big leap next year. So someone like Pickett having a little more protection, a slightly better cast, and still using his legs, being relatively healthy, I think if you get him late round, he's sneaky enough where he might keep you in a playoff run. Now, again, as a, as a flat starter, I don't know. But I wouldn't be mad about it if I ended up with him late, 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 late. Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. I think he's got something. Mm, that's crazy. He's yeah. To be honest, he's not even on my radar. I know. He's not on a lot of people's radar, but no. I think it'd be a mistake to ignore him if it's late. I think um, <laughs> I'd rather take one of the rookies over him. Sure. That's just I'm not opinion. saying that's the guy you need um, to go with. I'm just saying yeah. for the value, I think he was actually going to produce value. more than you think. Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. No, a QB that we don't like. Oh, going to the skips? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you huh. want me to go? You start first. <laughs> this is gonna be real quick there's one dude who i know is gonna have the worst fucking year of his life and it's already set up for it that's kyler murray <laughs> kyler murray is going to be the biggest qb bust of the century he has no weapons this clearly is a tank season that man is gonna be playing fucking call of duty the entire fucking time arizona is a dumpster fire DeAndre Hopkins has gone to the Titans. There is nothing left in Arizona. It is a wasteland. And if you draft Kyler Murray, I'm sorry. You're not winning a championship. <laughs> Point fucking blank period. Who do you have, sir? <laughs> That's the only analysis you need from that. <laughs> um, I- I'm going to go with the guy that I mentioned earlier, a guy who I'm actually a big fan of, mm. Deshaun Watson. Interesting. Um, I'm only watching. saying this because of where he's going. His ADP is too rich for my blood. Mm, he's going, um, I forgot what, I think he's going as QB like six or seven. He's going above oh. Trevor Lawrence. He's going in like round five or six or around that range. Mm. Um, in my opinion, that, that's a little too rich for me. I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a great year. I like the weapons that he has. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's going to outperform his ADP. And that's the only reason why I'm not touching him. If he falls late, if he falls to maybe round eight, okay, I'm Snap drafting him. Up. Snap him I'll, up. I'll draft him in round eight. But Absolutely. one guy that I have ahead of Deshaun Watson is Justin Fields. <laughs> and I just thought I'd shout him out real quick because I think he's going to be the number one quarterback in fantasy this year. I abs- I think you're onto something there. And I'm 
I can't say much because everyone knows how much I'm going to gush about Justin Fields. That's my boy. And normally with fantasy, I actually stay away from Chicago Bears for the most part, which for good fucking reason. But Fields, man, I don't care how you feel about the team in general. If you're a fantasy player, you that's your guy. I he, think he's going to win a lot of championships. I expect, Um, you remember Cam in 2015? Of course I do. I expect a similar season from uh, Justin Fields. Maybe not reach yes. the Super Bowl, but statistically in fantasy, I expect the same production. Yeah, again, this is fantasy, people. Yes, fantasy. It's purely fantasy. As much as I would love for him to actually raise a Super Bowl trophy in real life, give me a fantasy trophy, almost as good, baby. It feels <laughs> amazing when you win it all. Woo, boy. That's facts. All facts. Okay. So how about a sleeper running back? A sleeper running back. Uh, Jamal Williams' ADP is in the hundreds mm. on ESPN. That's disrespectful. Yes, and that is my sleeper running back. Number one, Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended. That's <laughs> already it's, it's a certainty. Yes. <laughs> Number two, Alvin Kamara is still going ahead of Jamal Williams in drafts. Yep. I mean, for good reason. Good measure. Oh, yeah. It's Alvin Kamara, right? But Jamal Williams just got paid by the Saints. Yep. He just led the league in rushing, uh, rushing touchdowns. I'm sorry, rushing touchdowns. That's right. That's right. And he just came off of a thousand yard season with the Detroit Lions. Right. You think that they signed a guy like Jamal Williams just to have him sit behind Alvin Kamara? No. He's going to touch no. the ball. And Alvin Kamara has always been a part of committees. That's, That's right. That's when he's been his best. If you that look bit at me numbers, in the ass. Yes. <laughs> no. His fucking four touchdown game in the playoffs uh, a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Fucked my ass. The only person to beat me was Alvin Kamara. Not the other person. <laughs> not Jeremy. What up, Jeremy? Not you. Alvin Kamara beat me. You ain't beat me. Because the rest of my team, bust your team's ass. This is Alvin Kamara. Bust my ass. <laughs> Might be a little salt still there. A little bit. <laughs> there you go. All in oh, that wound. <laughs> oh, legendary. <laughs> but yes, I expect Jamal Williams to still be in the 8 to 10 touchdown range this year, which is still oh, yeah. very good for a fantasy player. Yeah. And I'm all over Jamal Williams. I'm buying all that stock. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Uh, my sleeper running back is Mr. Rashad White on Tampa Bay mm. Buccaneers. Mm. And for very fucking good reasons, A, no more Tom Brady. Nobody respects quarterback in Tampa right now. And you can say what you want. Shake it back. It's the shake it back. It's not the same, baby. Also, there's no more Leonard Ford net eating up all the fucking touchdowns in Tampa. So Rashad running for White two yards. Here. Running for two yards, exactly. Rashad White had 129 carries and 50 receptions last year. People kind of forget that, and that was with Fournette. His only competition is Chase Edmonds now. So I expect Rashad White to take that big fucking leap for that offense, not to mention the fact that, again, the offensive line still pretty fucking good. So there might be a lot more running. And I know Tom Brady wasn't somebody who threw for fucking 4,000 yards a season all the time, but they are going to lean on that run game. And I think White's going to be the biggest beneficiary of that. And the fact that I didn't check his ADP, but I know it's not where you would normally draft someone like that who could end up being a bell cow. So, yeah. again, value, White, I think, takes a big leap and yep. would be a great RB2, RB, you know, in the flex. I would love having him. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think his receiving ability is what puts him over. Absolutely. If he didn't have that, because you know they're going to be trailing in games. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're going to leave him in the game because he could, he could catch passes. Right. So a lot of opportunity, hey, baby. That, that's a lot of opportunity. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for skips, for running backs, this one for me is a little personal, 
but it's Miles Sanders. And I've said it before. I've said it on the podcast. And when he was with Philadelphia, I've said it for years. Miles Sanders, no disrespect, has never impressed me. He's never impressed me. He is one of those guys where he can have a really good game and I still go, eh. but now that he's in Carolina, you're with a rookie quarterback, lackluster wide receiver. I don't care what, who's, who's afraid of Adam Thielen? Stop it. Average offensive line. You still got Chupa Hubbard as a backup, who I actually think is underrated and does steal goal line touchdowns. So like all of that said, I don't, I'm not saying Sanders is going to have a bad season. What I'm saying is for as high as he gets drafted for a lot of fucking reasons I don't understand, I think he is going to be a bust when it comes to that level. Now, if you're getting him late, again, I get it. You know, late mid, six, seven, fine. But if he's like your running back one, you're in trouble, dude. I don't, you, those fucking defenses are going to dial in on Sanders until their shiny new quarterback gets some good reps. Put some strings, you know, string some games together, fine. But that mm-hmm. first half of that season is going to be tough fucking sledding for Miles Sanders. Yes. That's all I'm saying. No disrespect. No, you know what? <laughs> I was shaking my head because I remember one year when Wrights drafted Miles Sanders. And she and ate like, us all alive. <laughs> like, Kobayashi, just fucking throat goaded everybody. Like, yes, yes. that's the <laughs> one. And that's why I said it's a little personal because I that's the kind of bullshit I deal with with, My- with Miles Sanders. He's either that guy who's kicking all of our asses or he's nothing. And I feel with Carolina, mm-mm, I yeah. think that's going to be really tough for him. You know, he was actually, um, he was going to be my running back. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. He's, <laughs> I was going to say he he's one that I skip every year. Yep. Because he fumbles. A lot. Didn't I tell you that at your house? I think you did, actually. And when we were watching the Super Bowl, I'm like, That's Miles right. Sanders will fumble. He's going to fumble. You totally fucked me that. <laughs> That's why I do not like Miles Sanders. That's equivalent to a quarterback being interception prone. Yep. Minus two points, minus two points, minus two points. I can't right. do that. Why would you want that on your team? Um. So, I'll pick another running back. Um. Uh. Let me see if I can think of one real quick. Hmm. Who's going in that Miles Sanders range? Oh, I got it. James Conner. Ooh. Miss me That's with James Conner. Like you said. There's nobody out there. It's a wasteland in Arizona. Yeah. And I bet you anything, I hope he doesn't, but I'm not going on wood. I'm pretty sure he's going to be injured this year. Mm-hmm. He yeah. played down there a full season last year, right? I believe so, yeah. Damn near. And... No, 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 wait. I don't know. I was feel like he missed. Last year? Or was it the year before? Anyway. the year before he got injured. Either way, but he gets injured. He's shown to have missed games in the past. Yes. Not only that, there's nobody over there. D-Hop is gone, like my man just said. Yep. Um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. It's Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Um, and, um, yeah. Uh, who's their coach? Uh, some dude. I don't even know. They got rid of Thank Cliff, you. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. So, Thank you. And they hired that, some fucking no-namer. Like, that, that, that's all I wanted to know. That, that's all. Oh, okay. Tank season. All right. Yeah. Next. Yep. It's going to be dry as fuck in the desert, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Now for wide receivers. Who's your sleeper? Um, I'm going to give two names. Okay. Um, one guy, the first guy I'm gonna say is Terry McLaurin, and I'm gonna keep this one quick. That's a sleeper. I love scary Terry. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's amazing. He, he's going as like a wide receiver three. That's ins- That's disrespectful. Yeah, that man uh, and, is proven. He is a on guy. ESPN on ESPN. He he's going as like wide receiver three. Wow. Um, I don't understand why he's going that low. In my opinion, he should be going around the same range as like a Amari Cooper. 
Yep. Maybe higher than Cooper. I wouldn't even be mad if you drafted him higher than Cooper. I wouldn't blame you. To be you. honest with you. I wouldn't blame um, you. But he's been giving you production with who at quarterback? Nobody. And it's now he has <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, who, as weird as this shit sounds, is the best quarterback he's ever had. That's, yeah. You're not wrong. Not wrong at all. So what do you think he's going to do? I don't know, CJ. What do you think? Uh, Bust some fucking heads. Yeah. 1,300 yards and maybe eight touchdowns, nine touchdowns. That, that's no big reasonable. deal. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, another top 15 season for Terry coming up. Yes, please. But another guy. I've been clamoring over him. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's going to get us. opportunities. Listen, the Seattle Seahawks offense is going to be nuts this season. Bananas. Nuts. All right. They got this motherfucking DK, Tyler Lockett. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba, who are you doubling? No matter what, he's going to get one-on-one coverage because he plays in the slot. Yep. If you double him, DK is going to burn whoever. Yep. And then Tyler Lockett, you... You'll never catch him. Yeah, Yeah. you'll never catch him. Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to see a lot of single coverage. Jack, uh, He has Geno Smith, that quarterback, who revitalized his career. And right the motherfuckers back. Left his mail unopened. Shout out to Geno, man. Shout out to Geno. And Pete Carroll, he does not care what year you're in. He doesn't care if you're a vet. If you're getting outplayed by a rookie, guess what he's going to do? Give you the Flynn, Matt Flynn treatment. He's got to start that rookie. That's right. You know what? He's going to see very, very soon. He probably already seen it already in camp. Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's a legit wide receiver. He's going to start at the slot from day one, and he's going to produce from day one. 100% correct. 100%. That is somebody I see being a sleeper this year and a bona fide starter next year when it comes to second, fantasy. Second, third round pick next year. For yep, sure. Done. He's going like to have Amara St. Brown type, type oh, yeah. uh, projection. Yep. Just climb the mountain. Absolutely agree with that. Mine is a little less flashy, <laughs> but I like what I saw from this guy. And you and I have discussed how this team, well, how I felt they have an embarrassment of riches, but you say they don't. They just have Mahomes and Kelsey. Oh Fine. my God. <laughs> Fine. You may be right about that for now. But there's one man on that team that I saw some real promise. And that man is Sky Moore. Now, again, we're talking value here. But Sky Moore, I believe, is going to take the next step. Now, that Tooney has been kind of showing that he is probably that number one guy. I think Sky Moore is the biggest benefactor. And someone like him, I could see being kind of that Edelman role where he's just always a safety blanket, the security blanket, that mid-range guy. That's going to eat up a lot of fucking yards. And Sky Moore is a very fast motherfucker, too. So he can take the top off if he's really dialed in. I mean, his route running is only getting better. And you know Mahomes loves to fucking sling it, and someone's got to catch it. And I think that Tootie and Moore is a combo you're going to hear a lot about this coming. So when it comes to his ADP, you can get Sky Moore dirt fucking cheap right now. Whenever you want. Whenever you want. So... I wouldn't go too high, but having more on your flex or even on your bench, I think is going to be a real good insurance policy for you to have that late season surge and use him in the playoffs. And I think he might be enough to get you a good touchdown per game, which for having him on your bench is amazing fucking value. Yeah. Amazing value. No, I, I a thousand percent agree. Sky Moore is one guy that I do have my eye on too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just want to say real quick, I like him because – not only is he talented from what we see on the field, yep, but he seems to have a rapport with Mahomes. Absolutely. Mahomes seems to trust him. Um, and I don't see Tooney dominating targets. Not so much. The only, no. 
the only person dominating targets is Kelsey. That's right. 20 targets a game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, minimum. Minimum. But, you know, Tooney and Moore, I think they can get easily six to eight targets a game. Oh, yeah. And Which, it, it'll be identical between the two. I yes. like Sky Moore. I think that's a very sneaky pick to, to get mm-hmm. you some, some solid points. Yeah. So now we get to the skips for wide this, receiver. Wide receiver is pretty easy. I, I got one that, but it hurts my soul to say Fuck. it. But I got to put him out there because Fuck. I have because I have fallen for this trap multiple times, and I am publicly. And the ironic thing is that it's the same team as another fucking trap. I always used to fall for in fantasy back in my early days. So I used to fall for the Keenan Allen fucking trap, and that shit sucked. This time, I'm putting Mike Williams on blast. Whoa! It sucks. it sucks to say it because I love Mike Williams as a player, but let's not be sugarcoating it. He had a huge back injury last year. Now Justin Herbert just got paid, so at least they know he's the guy. But now the Chargers have more mouths to feed. They've drafted another receiver. So Quentin like Johnson, Quentin Johnson, that's first round receiver. So you know he's getting looks. Keenan no, Allen's still there. He's a very good player too. You already have Keenan Allen, so now you have more mouths to feed. You still don't know what's happening with Eckler, but I kind of still feel like he comes back and just tries to make more money for himself. We'll see about that. But at the end of the day, that back injury is a giant fucking red flashing light that I kind of go, ugh, I can't do it. And it's because I draft Mike Williams every fucking year, thinking this is his breakout season, and he bites me in the dick. Every goddamn year. And it did it with Keenan Allen. I drafted Keenan Allen like three years in a row, thinking, man, Keenan Allen, because you saw those flashes where Keenan Allen was like a world beater. Ugh. I can't with the Chargers anymore, man. That that team is baffling. You have Justin Herbert, who is a gunslinger, and that is a team that should be airing it out all the fucking time. And just my, just so many weapons on that team. They also cannot seem to get over the hump because they're running into these other AFC teams that just demolish them. But their receivers take the brunt of that punishment. And Mike Williams, I'm sorry, man. I can't I can't draft you this year. I just can't mm. do it, man. I've been let down too many times. You said Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? No, no, no. I was saying Keenan Allen in the past, mm. but same team. Now I'm saying Mike Williams, I can't do it. Mike Will? That's tough. But, you know, I, I low-key agree with you because... With them, it's always their availability, right? Yeah, it's never their talent. We know that no. play. That's why we draft them. Exactly. It's but it just, just breaks my heart. Availability. Yep. I, it's I fantasy, man. If it's mm. fantasy, I'm sorry. I gotta put the personal feelings aside and say, if you if you can't show up for me every week, bro, I can't draft you. And unfortunately, I don't think he's good. I don't think he gets through a fucking full season at all. So that's that's tough. You know what? That's very similar. And you have very similar reasons as to why I'm going to say who I'm skipping. Okay. And who I'm skipping is a household name. Mm. It's Cooper Cup. Ooh, that is a spicy, spicy skip. I'm skipping Cooper Cup because, one, I don't think he's going to play full season. Knock mm. on wood, I hope Tough. he does. I hope he does, um, too. Number two, I don't think he's going to outperform his ADP. Mm. And number three, I think you can just get better value at that position either later in the draft or yeah. right where you're you're gonna take him. Um, if he's there with Devontae Adams and those are the top two receivers on the board, I'm taking Devontae Adams. If he's there with Stefan Diggs, I'm taking Stefan Diggs. You're not wrong, man. You're That's wrong just at me all. though. I know yeah. a lot of guys I know a lot of guys are taking him top two. They're taking him second, third, fourth pick. And I um, get it. Like I get it too. amazing talent. Yes. Amazing talent. I never said anything about his talent yet. Nope. No questions not. about that. 
Um, it's just availability. And yep. if I'm taking you in the first round, I need you to at least play games. <laughs> Absolutely. God damn it. <laughs> it's kind That's of all job. I ask. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't play games, like I just wasted my top pick. I could have taken Patrick will... Mahomes with my first pick and done right. better. Exactly. And that will sink your entire season. That first pick has got to be bulletproof. Yes. Like, that's just the fucking law of the game. Yes. Mm. That's a spicy one, but I understand. You at least have good reasons behind it. Man. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. All right. Lastly, who is your sleeper tight end? Now, I know this is hilarious because tight ends have been just fucking awful these, this last year or two. But it's crazy. It's so crazy. I can't believe the, the crater that has opened up between the like the top like two tight ends and fucking everybody else. But if you had to pick a sleeper, who would it be? Honestly, I got your boy, Cole Komet. Hey, all right. Who just got paid today, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to help contract. him, too. He's going to be more mo- motivated to play. I think um, he and Justin Fields have a lot of chemistry together. And it's mm-hmm. it showed last year. Cole Komet finished as a top 10 tight end. That's right. I think he's going to stay consistent. And I think that production continues. He's going, I think they have him ranked, ESPN, has him ranked below Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Um, And there's that another guy. Sense. Oh, Denver's tight end. I don't know his oh, name. Gucic um, or something like, it's something like, like a, that. It's like, yeah. Something like that. They have him ranked under those two guys, and I'm taking Cole Komet over those two guys. I agree. I think Cole Komet has the potential to finish as a top five tight end. That's a really good pick. Yes. he's As people give the Bears a lot of shit, and I know Komet didn't have a bunch of touchdowns last year. However, like you said, he is steadily Ew. improving. He is steadily getting that trust from Fields. The more Fields becomes a better passer, I think Komet's going to be the biggest benefactor outside of maybe DJ Moore. But Komet is starting to become that safety blanket for, for Fields. So yes, not to, mention the, not to mention, he's a tremendous blocker too. So he's always on the field. Always. Opportunity is there. I like it. I like it. Ironically, and you're going to fucking hate this pick. <laughs> oh, my God. You you're going to say, oh, boy, Sam. My sleeper pick. Is Sam Laporta? Fucking. <laughs> oh, he's been making plays at practice. I ain't gonna lie. Thank you. <laughs> if as much as you had the meltdown of all meltdowns, I listened to it again today about your draft. Fucking hysterical. Probably my favorite moment in the show so far. Sam Laporta, whether you like it or not, is going to be the main tight end for the Lions, filling that TJ Hawkinson role. As much as you didn't like Hawkinson. He had chemistry. Jared Goff always loves a tight end. Pause. But Sam Laporta, I think. A white one at that. A white one at that, (laughs) yes. But especially, and the biggest reason I say he's a sleeper is because of Jameson Williams. Because you won't have him for quite a while. I think Laporta, at the beginning of the season, is going to set that rapport very quickly. As And we see that every year. There's always one tight end. That comes out of nowhere and starts scoring like every fucking game. And they usually fall apart by like, you know, midway through in the, but, but with Laporta, I think the opportunity with Detroit where they're going to be firing on all cylinders and we already know that they've got weapons galore. But without Jamison Williams, I think Laporta is going to be the biggest benefactor of targets, especially in the red zone. Now, I don't know anything about him as a blocker. I don't know anything about him pretty much when it comes to Iowa, but no, he's from very good blocker. There you go. So again, opportunity is key. For his ADP, it's a, I think it's going to be a fucking steal. Now, whether that is, again, just the beginning of the year or he sustains it through the entire year is one thing. But I feel that while Williams is out, Laporta might be a fucking sneaky-ass pick to have. Now, again, don't draft him too high. 
wait on that one, especially for tight ends. But like that's somebody I would not mind having, and he might shock a few people in a few games pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. If I'm drafting Cole Komet, I'm taking another tight end, and I'm taking yep. I'll be cool with Laporta as a backup. There you go. See? Um safety net. I I hope I hope you're right. I am hoping he <laughs> develops into a George Kittle. I'm I'm yeah. hoping and praying. You know, a man could a dream candy. Uh, That's right. Somebody's got to do. But do I think he was worth that first round pick or whatever the hell? Whenever the hell we took him? No, of course not. Of course not. And that's but why you I know you're going to be salty about it. But <laughs> I can't do shit about it now. He's on the team. I'm rooting for him. I really am. That's right. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> and then for skipping your tight ends. Now I'm going to name somebody. It's not going to be a very popular pick, but. I'm going to stress that it's only because I think anybody who isn't Kelsey or Kittle or Mark Andrews, even at this point, Mark Andrews can kind of kick, kick rocks too. But if it's not the top two tight ends, it's just a fucking crapshoot. I'm going to say Evan Ingram. And here's why. It's only because it's only because Ridley's coming back. I feel Ingram yep, I got agree. paid. I think he's comfortable. I've never seen Ingram take that next step as like an elite tight end with any situation he's been in. And Trevor Lawrence is easily... The best quarterback he's worked with. However, with Calvin Ridley there, Jacksonville is going to have a very potent offense. Ingram is not somebody I think is going to benefit a lot from that. He's good. I don't think he's great. Yes. And I definitely, when it comes to fantasy, again, with tight ends, it's a dime a dozen when you get to that level. So if you end up with Ingram, eh, what can you do? At least you have a quarterback that might throw him the ball. But I think the weapons that Ingram is competing with are miles ahead of him. So. I think he's there. The opportunity might be there, but that's a late round. That's a late round flyer. If not, skip them all together. That's fair. Um, a tight end I'm skipping. Um, you said his name. I'm skipping Mark Andrews. Yeah. Oh, um, man. He's going way too high for me. Um, Absolutely. He's going second round, late second round, early third round. Way too high for me. Did you uh, not take see my him advice. last year? Uh, take my advice with your first four picks. If you don't get Kelsey, I'm saying if you don't get Kelsey with your first four picks somewhere in there. Two receivers, two running backs. However you Done. want to split it up. Done. Best way to go. It should definitely not be Mark Andrews. <laughs> no. no. Um. Again, very good tight end. Pause. Sure. Um, <laughs> I was going to say nice, but I chose good instead. You know, nice. I, good yeah. tight end, yes. Good tight end. Um. Great rapport with Lamar, but going too high for me. Yeah. The year prior to last year, I get it. Last year, what did he show you that is getting you to draft him that fucking high anymore? Sorry. The dude fell apart. Like, but again, all the tight ends fell apart. It's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in football. Like, all of a sudden, all the tight ends are worthless, except for Kelsey. Kelsey <laughs> was eating fucking lunch every fucking game. Every kill had a few good games. He got hurt, but everyone else was utterly useless as a tight end. <laughs> Just utterly like, useless. Utterly useless. I don't get it. But nothing has shown me in the off season and since last season that Andrews or any of these motherfuckers are worth a damn. So good luck with tight ends, but you know, it is what it is. All right. So last but not least, we wanted to run a simulation and Ryan and I talked about mock drafts and how honestly, again, if you're in fantasy mock drafts, that's your bread and butter. You got to get your reps in. You got to make sure you know your strategies, kind of see how things play out, try different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Mock I mock draft multiple times a day. You know, that's, that's what champions do. So Ryan and I decided that we were going to try is the keyword here to do a quick mock draft and see how our teams end up on the show here. All right. What that pick are you going to be? I'll be eight this time. You know what? I'll be 11. So this is what this is. Uh, what do we do? Half PPR. 
half PPR. That's our actual yeah. official league. Yeah, that is right. And we are going to be integrating a lot of our fantasy football league into this show. Mm-hmm. Bring on some of our owners as guests to do a little trash talk. I got some ideas cooking too for some podcast punishments. That'd be interesting as well. But yes, mm-hmm. we're just gonna take this step by step. Hopefully, it won't take too long with these other people in this fucking lobby. And we're just gonna rapid fire these guys and just, you know, shout out what your picks are, and we'll go from there. And yeah, kind of, well, you know, we can compare our teams as well and, and see how yeah. we do. But there's a really good opportunity to get get the sea legs kind of worked out because definitely my first mock of the season. So you know, it's always interesting <laughs> to try it out for the first time after a while. Yeah, we could um, we could probably just do our starting lineup. Yeah, that's fine. It'll be good there. Yeah, don't worry about the, the rest of the team. Really doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> so, so we'll go QB, receivers, running backs, one tight end, straight. Perfect. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Now you got pick what? Pick eight. I pick eight, which is what I love to be because. Honestly, if you're number one, that's a lot of fucking pressure, and it takes forever for you to get those, those picks back, especially in a you know a snake pattern how it normally mm-hmm. goes. It's starting at one, and then you are just waiting forever for it to come back around to you. So I hate being on the ends. I don't like being like two or three because then it's still kind of like eh, you're not getting the best, but you're not getting the worst. But it still takes a long time for me. Mm-hmm. It's that that's and we're in a twelve team league normally. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that six through nine, I'm usually pretty fucking solid there. So we'll definitely see how that goes. Gotcha. You like consistent. Yes. Yeah. Consistent gotcha. amount of time between picks. Let's be think, but I'm not getting hosed on anything. You know, it's not always about the elite players. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more about those mid-level players at mid-range, mid-rounds. Like, that's where you get your bread and butter. That's where you get your championship squads built up. So that mock draft is going to start right now. Yes, sir. Let's see what this motherfucker gets for the number one pick. Now he's going to take his Probably going to go with Justin Jefferson. He's going to pick Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is an amazing fucking player. Yeah. If he had a better quarterback throwing to him, he'd be <laughs> disgusting. Disgustingly yeah. good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. ridiculous. Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Okay. okay. I don't blame cool. you. I don't mm. blame you. A running back. Okay. Now, you like to go running back first round, or do you like to go receiver? Honestly, and I go back and forth about this, It you got to let the board come to you. Like, if you start running back, it's tough because running back value right now isn't the greatest like it used to be. So, right. But, however, if you're able to get, like, two elite running backs, you got to take it. Right. Me, personally, I'm more of a receiver guy. I think stacking up the receivers, I think, is that's gotten me championships in the past, you know. Mm. Those guys last a long time. Running backs. A little tough. I'm on the clock right now. And, oh, God, that's a rough amount of people to be left here. Mm. Let's go ahead. And this is what we're talking about when it comes to your running backs. Someone got Bijan Robinson right away. That's crazy. That's one running back I'm low-key staying away from. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Ten seconds for me. Oh, God. You know what? Kelsey. I want Travis Kelsey. Yep. Right he away. took Kelsey. I, I ain't mad at that. I'm not I'm, mad at that. I have never drafted a tight end first, but again, like we talked about, if you can't get Kelsey, then tight end should be like last in your fucking list other than defense and kicker. Yes. And even then I get it, you know, so Travis Kelsey, right. Travis Kelsey is just, the guy is just a machine. 
Yes. Can't go wrong. Not at all. This pick is going to be easier for me. I am on the clock. The Bank Bro Show with the number one pick will select Stefan Diggs. Beautiful pick. Love Diggs. Still think he's going to have an amazing season with Josh Allen throwing to him. Buffalo is still on fire. People can say what they want about Buffalo maybe coming back down to earth a little bit. I don't. Mm -hmm. I disagree. I still think they got it all. I I 1,000% agree. I think they're going to run, not run away with the division. No. I think the Jets are going to be competitive, but I think that's their division to win. I I totally agree with that. But still, when it comes to playoff run, Buffalo, you got to look out. You got to look out. Yes. You're back on the clock. I am back on the clock. And right here, I want to go receiver. I want to take Devontae Adams right here. Mm. I'm not going to lie to you, but you know what? For the sake of the video, I'm going to take Devontae Adams. <laughs> We're going to go zero RB build. Zero RB build. I like it. That's honestly. So right now, I'm sitting with Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Oh, I feel very, combo. very good about that. And Siege is on the clock. I am on the clock. And for that reason alone, I'm going to take my first receiver, and that's going to be Mr. A.J. Brown. Mm, good yep. pick. Yeah. Travis Kelsey and A.J. Brown, again, that building that receiver core, I think, is very fucking important. Now, Josh Jacobs is still sitting there, but I am not a fan of what's going on with him personally. I don't think he's mm. even showing up for camps or anything at this point. Big contract dispute. Josh Jacobs might even fucking sit this year, so or he might get traded somewhere where his value is going to plummet. So... As much as I was hoping for a decent running back there, again, I think receivers, a little more important to kind of sustain myself through the year. Got you. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's I probably would have went. <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it would have been between him and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Brown, yeah. but I'm like, oh. No, I, no. I'll still rank A.J. Brown ahead of him. I think A.J. Brown, Brown. Is in, he's in a better offense, in my opinion. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Better quarterback. Easily, like yeah, so I, better situation. AJ is definitely yeah. gonna eat, so it's can't go and wrong. Not downplaying Amon Ross St. Brown in the Lions, that's just being real. No, exactly. Like, I think either way in fantasy, it's a good pick. However, AJ gets, gets a slight edge for me. Agree, agree. Oops, see, someone got Mark Andrews in the second round. See, that's exactly like, no, do not be that guy. Do not be don't, that guy. Don't be that guy. No. It's going to fuck your season up. I guarantee it. Yes, I guarantee it, man. Honestly, I would love to get Josh Allen mm. and uh, stack that with Stefan Diggs, but Ooh. he's probably not going to fall. I doubt it. And that's cool. Man, that combo cool. would be sick. Yes. Sick combo. Yes. Um, but don't get it if he falls. I'm, <laughs> I'm there. And normally, oh, yeah. my, my strategy is to wait for quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm the same way. Quarterbacks, honestly, for me, like, even if it's Mahomes, I'm, you know, unless I'm I have pushing. Kelsey. If you have Kelsey and Mahomes, that's different. But that's like, different. You know, quarterbacks for me, and honestly, most experts would agree, is just you can wait. The, you the, can wait. the best the best quarterbacks are still miles below the yes. best wide receivers. So yes, I drafted Lamar Jackson in our league in round eight when he won the MVP. Just to put it go. in perspective for you know exactly. I am on the clock now. Nice, T.J. <laughs> Hawkinson. <laughs> I wish someone got TJ. Somebody fucking with me or no. Right? <laughs> this is going to be very rare for me, but I am actually going to draft from the same team. No, oh. I'm picking Devontae Smith. I got the Philly connection, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Now, not bad. I mean, again, we're talking opportunity here, and mm-hmm. I feel that with Jalen Hurts playing the way he's playing, you really can't go wrong. I would feel the same way about a Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle combination as well. Like, 
if you're going to get the same team, it might as well be from a very high-performing team when it comes to offense. Yes. And Devontae Smith is a wide receiver, too. I have done worse. I'll put it that way. <laughs> hey, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. You that's were on that's the not class, a bad sir. pick at all. I, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> um, Right here, as I have Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams chilling on my team, um, I'm going to go running back. I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker. Interesting. I love his upside. I watched him at Michigan State. Um, I love his offense. I think he's only going to get better in this uh, second year in this offense. All right. All right. So I got I Kenneth like Walker, um, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams. Okay. That's not bad at all. That's not, not bad. bad. Now, when, now, my next pick is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back around to you. And Pretty oh, soon. boy, this I know is where, where it's going to start getting dicey. I know where I'm going. I know where I have to go, and I'm going to end up suffering. And this is going to be the other side of what I was talking about when it comes to getting the wide receivers and then a, a high-end tight end right away is the yeah. running backs are going to suck. But, yes. you know, you hope that your wide receivers and tight end can carry you. And, again, feeling pretty good about mine, pretty, pretty confident. However, yeah, running back is going to be a little rough for me, I know. But Interesting. We both go... We both go with a zero RB build, and it's crazy because we both prefer it that way. Yeah, we, we'd rather go wide receiver. Um, right. I, I don't think I said it, but I'm more of a wide receiver type of guy myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and right here is my pick again. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> I'm not going to take a, another running back because I don't like the ones that are on the board at this spot. I'm okay. going to take a quarterback, and I'm taking my guy, Lamar. I knew it. I knew Lamar Jackson was going. <laughs> he's, pretty much a, he's pretty much a running back. Absolutely. The throws in fantasy, so I'm good. Right. Really can't go wrong there. I don't blame so him a bit. So I'm sitting with Lamar Jackson, Kenneth Walker, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams. Not I bad. fuck with that. <laughs> I fuck with Not bad at all. No, it's I'm just my clock. week 13 buy is going to fuck me in the ass. Oh, you are on the clock. Oh, that's how it is for week 10 for me. I'm going to have nobody to play, but that's an instant L, and I already know what's coming. So I actually cool. am okay with that. Chalk it up. It's cool. Oh, boy. This one's going to be tough, and I hate that it's going to be my running back one, but I am drafting Jameer Gibbs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's It sucks as an RB1. However, I am banking on the upside because I know David Montgomery. I've seen his game. Gibbs is somebody I think could overtake him as a starter. And you know what? In in PPR, I don't care if it's half or full. Jameer Gibbs is going to give you a lot of value. Exactly, exactly. If I if out of what was left there, I'd be kind of dumb not to at least go for a PPR possible stunt. So Gibbs gotcha. brings a lot to the table. Might be something I need to trade down the line, but for now, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Receivers are carrying no. the load here. Yeah, you're not expecting RB one numbers. No, not at all. And that's yeah, that's cool. Because look, like. I'm getting wide receiver one production from my wide receiver one and two. Exactly. So exactly. my running back two, I can be flexible with. Right. Cool. They makes up for it a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to start doing. You know, they, they just try to fill their team out um, just based on what they feel is ideal. Right. But you got to play the draft how it is. That's true. Or like you could do it like my me. wife does, and she likes to just pick who has the best jersey or who's the cutest guy out there. And for some fucking reason, she slays us every fucking year with that strategy. <laughs> no actual X's and O's, no stats behind it, no momentum. It's who's cute. Oh, he has nice cheekbones. I'm going to draft him. <laughs> fucking 12 wins a season. I don't get it. <laughs> every fucking year. I don't get it. 
It doesn't translate to championships for her, but she's always up there. She's always like a top five player. It's ridiculous. Always. Drives doesn't me make insane. Any sense. Yeah, I don't I can attest to that. I don't understand it either. I need it to come back around to me very fast. There's one guy I need him not to take. Is it a running back? I'm not gonna say what it is. Because <laughs> if it's a running back, I might take him. I can't say. I can't say. Got it. No, I took my guy. Oh, you sons of bitches. Uh, who's just, your guy? I want a Justin Fields, man. Just ah, uh, oh, he was just sitting there waiting for me. Justin, uh, that's okay. What quarterbacks? Oh, you get the other Justin. No, <laughs> no, I'm I'm good there. So I am going to take a flex here, and I'm actually pretty happy this ended up where I wanted it to. I'm drafting Christian Watson for Green Bay. Now, you say say what you I know it's dirty, <laughs> but say what you want about Jordan Love. Someone's got to catch the ball. Christian Watson. Hey, you and I said we're not scared of him, but opportunity-wise, he's going to be the number one pick I got in you. Green Bay. I got I'm you. going pure opportunity, and if he's a flex, I feel very good about a consistent floor he'd bring. Again, you. I need like three showers, but <laughs> <laughs> but I could deal with it. It's fine. A.J. Brown, uh-huh. Devontae Smith, Travis Kelsey, Christian Watson. I am not sad about that, that core. Now, Jameer Gibbs, again, you know, hopefully he gets to be a PPR for himself, but that receiving core, I could live with that. I could definitely fucking live with that. I fuck with it. You were on the clock, sir. What you got? I'm going to cry. I'm going to take oh, DeAndre God. Swift. <laughs> oh, no. He should have never left. I listened to the episode today again never left, with man. the draft and how you gave up DeAndre Swift to your Lord and Savior, Howie Roseman. And the Philadelphia Eagles and how it, that affected you. So drafting Man. him today is full circle. Full circle. You I knew never he'd end up on my team somehow. It, it was only God's will. I think so. Oh, it's he my might... turn again. Hold on, let me stop crying before I get all <laughs> Wipe your tears. Wipe your tears. <laughs> oh, he came back around. So I'm going to take a tight end. Okay. Interesting. His, his name is George Kittle. Oh, he's still there, huh? Okay. Not bad. What is this? Sixth round? Fifth round? Sixth round. Kittle Sixth the six round. is a damn good value. That's wow. I'm actually pretty That's impressed by that. Why you wait for a tight end? Bingo. It it can come back around. Yes. Not bad at Man. all. So I'm looking at Lamar Jackson, Kenneth Walker, DeAndre Swift, <laughs> Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, George Kittle. All right. All right. That's, That's not bad at all. So what do you have left? A running back? Flex. Flex. Gotcha. Oh boy. So I'm getting my second running back here, and ironically, you guys are boy. We talked about today. We you talked about him today. I got my sleeper running back, Mister Rashad White. Boom. You, you know what's crazy? I was gonna draft him. He was my second option if Swift was gone. That was gonna yep. be my pick. I am very Good pleased pick. with that. Good pick. <laughs> so yes, all I have left is a quarterback now. My God, uh, this guy's going kind of late too, and I'm not sure why, but I think he's gonna be a steal. Mike Evans. Woo. Yeah. Mike Evans has been a model and, of consistency no matter who his quarterback has been. That's very true. Now, Chris Godwin, he's someone I'm staying away from. But Mike Evans, I mean, even with Shake and Bake, I think he's going to give you production. In round seven, I would not be mad about Mike Evans. Like any higher not than at like all. A, I mean, no. Like if you're going high with Mike Evans, I think you're chasing his past. Oh, I'm on the clock. Nice. Well, wow. Speaking I of which, can't believe I'm going to have to draft this guy, but I got to go Dak Prescott. Whew, or your God, quarterback. That's, that's 
dirty. Oh my god. Now I know Dak is Dak, and he has got a lot of flack. I didn't mean to rhyme that. Stop rhyming, Siege. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> I know he gets a lot of shit for his performances and kind of shitting the bed in the playoffs. However, Dak's got CD Lamb. And as long as you got CD Lamb, you got a chance of being a fantasy relevant quarterback. So if I ended up with Dak in the real fucking deal, like I can live with it. I'm definitely going for a second quarterback after that just to make sure. But yeah, Dak isn't the worst. Again, we're talking now normally in a real draft, I would be skipping quarterback at this point all the way probably to the end and shit and filling up my bench at this point because I want that depth more than I ever want a quarterback like Dak Prescott. But for today's purposes, I guess it's okay. <laughs> it's all good, my guy. For your final pick, sir. My final pick, I took Mike Evans. You got Mike Evans, huh? I got Mike Evans. And all for, right. I guess, since I'm on the board, I'll pick again. I'm going to take George Pickens. Oh, I love that pick. I think Pickens is going to be fucking solid. Yes. Oh, I guess I do have one more pick I can do here. Fuck, Ooh, it. fuck it. Jackson um, Smith and Jigba. Nah, nah, I'm good there. You know what? I am picking Khalil Herbert, who I know is the starting running back for the Bears right away. Better offensive line, probably some better running routes, and some competition to live fire under his ass. So at least I know he's getting opportunity. But again, Mm -hmm. on the bench, I can live with that too. All right. So that's it for that. Quick rundowns on the team. Yeah, let's do it. You got. Yeah. So quarterback Dak Prescott. Going with the running backs, Jameer Gibbs and Rashad White. Again, looking for upside there. Not really asking for a lot of consistency there, but we'll see how it works out. And wide receivers, again, I'm feeling a lot better about A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith for that Philly connection. Travis Kelsey to anchor the entire fucking thing. And then Christian Watson could end up having a breakout, depending on how Jordan Love does. We have no idea, but I do know he is the number one receiving option in Green Bay, so I can't really go wrong there. Not bad at all, I must say. Not bad at all. I don't know how I feel about Christian Watson, but yeah, I know overall, that was not bad. Overall, not bad. <laughs> I I like Kelsey. I, I like Kelsey a lot. Yeah, that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> it felt wrong, but it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> now I have at quarterback Lamar Jackson, Kenneth Walker at running back, DeAndre Swift at RB two. Wide receivers are Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, flexes Mike Evans. Tight end is George Kittle. Overall. If I ended up with this team, I feel like I'm going to win the whole thing. Oh. <laughs> but you always feel like that, though. Yeah, but, I always feel that way. You and know you, what should. You, you should. You got to be I play to win. If you don't play to win, why are you playing? Exactly. I know I'm not doing it for any other reason, though, than to bring that fucking championship belt home. You hear that, Absolutely. Crystal? If you're listening, who's our current champion, it's coming home. It's Absolutely. coming home. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, coming to you. Okay, okay. You do need a couple more accolades, I know, to catch up to me, so... I get it. I've only been in existence for uh, three years. (laughs) (laughs) Three years? You've been for like six, dude. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, 2018 was my first year, I think. That's five years ago, dude. Five years. I have one ship. One. Five playoff appearances. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. I I like it. You got got good stats. Five playoff appearances. (laughs) Last words for your adoring fans, sir. Um, Let us know, actually. Um, are you playing fantasy football? And let yeah. us know who you would love to take in the first round if you're picking last. Ooh. Easy to say if you're picking first, but what if you're picking last? Who are you taking at pick 12 or pick 10, however your draft is set up? Let us know. I Other like than that, what? stay tuned for some more heat. We got way more heat coming on the way. Let me hit this sponsor stick. Shout out to Fry. Please sponsor us. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Gangster. Yeah. Gangster. Yeah. I like that. I think we should put that question on the Facebook page. So make sure you follow along and tell us what you think. That's the Bank Bro Show on YouTube and Facebook. So again, that's where we want to hear from you. We are at Bank Bro Show on Instagram. We are the Bank Bro Show at gmail.com. So again, just hit us up. But let's get some more interaction, especially with fantasy. You're going to start seeing a lot more content from us coming up soon. So we get pretty creative with our shit talking. And again, our punishments, I'm, I'm cooking up right now. So yes, it's going to be fun on a bun, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, sir. We've been Other waiting that, for this. We've been definitely waiting for this. I've been counting down the fucking day. So fantasy is life when it comes to me. So mm-hmm. I need it back in my system. In the meantime, like I said, go see Barbie. Go see it. I don't care. I'm going. Go. If you want to, if you're going for the digits or you're going for the experience, just go see it. Take all your friends and family. It's a good fucking time. I enjoyed it thoroughly. And I never thought I'd say that shit. But hey, it good movie's good movie. Plain and simple. <laughs> I fuck with it. I fuck with it. Absolutely. Well, until next time, folks, we are here for you. And you can bank on it. One, two, three, four.